welcome, welcome. This week, Diceratops presents part four of our D&D saga, Bed to the Bone. And it's an unusual one. But I'll let the recording speak for itself. Our players are Tom Adams and Jules Bergeser, and I'm Morgan Davy, the Dungeon Master. Let's dungeon some dragons. Hi, so uh, I'm Morgan Davy of Diceratops, and we're back for another very special episode of D&D Saga, Bed to the Bone. And I'm here with Jules Bergeser. Hi, Jules. Hey, Morgan, how's it? It's it's just fine. And uh, I'm here with Tom Adams. Hi, Tom. Kira kira. Now, um, this is a very familiar greeting for us because we did this before and in fact did an entire great episode worth of Dungeons and Dragon Dungeoning and Dragoning and um, then I, I completely failed to record it. So um, <laughs> we're the only people who enjoyed it. And it was very And I enjoyable. enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. So great. I do not I do not consider that wasted time in any kind of form. Um, I'm just sad that nobody else got to hear those little yeah. things. But I enjoyed it so much. So So what we're gonna do is we're gonna treat that as our dress rehearsal and now we're actually <laughs> going to do it. But we're gonna do it um, and it's gonna be the most efficient game of Dungeons and Dragons you've ever seen. We're probably gonna get it all done in about four or five minutes so um let's let's rip into it with our um second go around at what happened in the dnd saga that left jackwick gambleson a mascara storm fire in a mysterious hilly environment staring at a um bunch of hills and a big old house and a map that was hopefully going to lead them to the rescue of someone they still don't know there's lots of questions to be answered so um let's hand over to uh jules and tom mascara and jackwick and uh figure out what happens happened what let's settle on the present tense <laughs> let's figure out what <laughs> happens next <laughs> well here we here we are, having killed Owns, looking at Ills, off to a teddy bear store. I assume and I've lost my H's again. Yes, you've lost your H's again. We had a big, I feel like this is deja vu. We had a big discussion once about how you lost your H's. We Let's should go move on. on. Quest yeah. to find my H's and to find this other thing and to find the story of the H's off to Which the teddy bear store. We have decided is at the teddy bear store. So we walked towards the teddy bear store and we talked about a lot of things, including the missing H's. Uh, and Full of our... Yeah, we came across the teddy bear store. Would you like to tell us about what the teddy bear store looked like, Bob? So the teddy, never bear store, a den of- <laughs> the teddy bear store was most notable for the gigantic teddy bear that was uh, parked outside of it, propped up on a, um, a huge pole and tied up with um, guide ropes to keep it stable in the winds, which were um, whipping across the hills. And it's... Uh, fluffy fur was riffling and ruffling and its enormous glassy eyes were peering out at the approaching Mascara and Jackwick. Um, The building alongside was an old wooden building that had been um, amended with uh, tents extending out to the sides and to the rear of the structure. Um, Quite colourful tents around a pretty ordinary and plain looking wooden core and of course this enormous teddy bear looming over it all as uh, they approached. Yeah, which we decided, uh, we had a long conversation about how it was creepy, basically. Creepy. We threatened the bear. Yeah, we threatened the bear. Yeah. I I, I tried to get him to not threaten the bear because I was worried about being squashed. But essentially, okay. that was that was it. Yep. And then we bear, went in. Bear, yeah. Bear, I will murder you into the house. 
<laughs> rage. Um, into the teddy bear shop you went and you found yourselves in a, a large showroom um, lit by lanterns where there were a number of little uh, pedestals atop of which were various teddy bears, uh, beautiful, beautifully made teddy bears, examples of different styles and different fabrics and different structures. And there were alongside uh, large books of different kinds of fabric and uh, diagrams and various kinds of things. Um, but all of these details were quickly overshadowed by the arrival of the um, attendant who um, was shocked. Went into full yeah, sales super mode. Well, yeah, well, yeah. not immediately. The first thing he did was was get freaked out that you were here, oh, yeah. <laughs> not wearing any kind of uh, mark or sign that would have you under That's the right. protection of the Craddocks. Um, because, of course, the Craddocks, the great family that uh, live in the house, don't take kindly to visitors into their territory and their hounds roam freely. And he immediately ran and barred the door and um, looked fearfully out to make sure that you weren't being chased by any of these hounds and looked uh -huh. you over to make sure that you hadn't lost any limbs or so forth. And, and uh, that's when we yeah. found out about Henry, the hound keeper. Henry, the hound <laughs> keeper. Yeah, and, and we were concerned about Jack Quick's H's again. Uh, where where yeah. are they? Where are the H's? <laughs> where, where are they? I don't know. But Henry the Oundkeeper uh, was going to be very upset with us for killing his ounce yeah. is what we Dro found out. Dropping his ounce over a bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah then, so, so then we, I believe, I believe uh, the, the uh, attendant basically started talking to us about, um, about, beds and things and sleep and all those things and teddy bears, the teddy bears that would be suited to our unique personalities. And then um, mm -hmm. Mascara suggested that uh, we could potentially find a teddy bear to help find Jackwick's long lost bed, monster under the bed, Steffi. Yeah, which is when the attendant got real weird and went, weird. Uh, stay here and like ran out the back to go get his boss. And I was like, what? What's going on there? Just hanging. Just, Just hanging, you know. talking about it. And yeah. then he came back. And mm -hmm. he wanted us to come meet his boss. And yeah. so we followed him. You better come this way after making very sure you're talking about a creature under the bed. Under the bed. And yes. he ushered you Not back into the great tent. where surrounded by pillows and um, wonderful comforts. You rounded a corner and saw a great big camel. And the camel was... Lovely eyelashes um, was uh, taking a, a very pleasant um, uh, hit from a hookah. Um, and as the bubbles dissipated, um, the camel then eyed up Jackwick and Mascara and immediately identified Jackwick. Jackwick Gambleson, I have seen you in my dreams. I have Sorry. seen you in my future. And my future is here now. Something along those lines. Um, so it Jackwick, was just as funny the second time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jackwick, you have been anticipated by this by this camel, uh, yeah, mascara. Um, uh, the camel then identified uh, mascara. I've seen you as well, but I did not know your name. And uh, mascara, you you. Hesitated. I, I gave. It, I hesitated to give. I was like, this guy, like this camel, like knows my name already. Like, is he gonna know if I'm gonna give him the wrong name? But I still gave him mascara stormfire anyway. Which which then Jackwick immediately called her Matilda, so it kind of almost didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the camel proceeded to um, uh, have a 
a weird kind of conversation with you that that roamed all over the place. Uh, are there are there high points that you can recall um, that stand out? The critics are capitalists, dirty capitalists uh, who sell all things sleep related. Uh, to be the and, kings and queens, like oh, to the yeah, wealthy. They, they sell rest. Yeah. They make bed things. Yeah, they yeah, made they, a they, great they, fortune. They, yeah, they, they, they do a lot of science around beds, like improving the quality of everybody's sleep. And bedology. Like, bedology, yes, <laughs> that's right. Yes, yes, the masters of science, bed science, bed science. That's right. And That's also, when he got that weird thing in his neck, eh, where he yeah, almost yeah. did it like underneath. He was leaning <laughs> over so far, it like nearly twisted over the other way. Yeah, yeah. creepy. Um, yes. And uh, of course, bed science includes underbed science. So, um, yeah. The, the, Is that the same as like bed mass? <laughs> <laughs> bed <Bedlam. laughs> Um so uh let's see i think um you basically then the camel tried to persuade you to hand over some some kind of payment or reward in order to help you out with finding well, we this asked, person you're yeah where for. the apprentice was yeah mm. yeah yeah and that he's this camel won't assume gender this camel said that they would check their records um but it was going to take a minute so and i said as payment, like, fine, I'll buy a beer. So uh, I went back to the shop to... Resetting us up for a montage. Beer. A montage <laughs> yeah. of beer selling where the beer comes out and it's like, you know, wearing a bikini and you're like, no, and you're like, thumbs down, and then it comes out wearing like a ball gown. And you're like, yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. That would be, that would be um, much... Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. Let's no. do that. Glad that happened. It definitely happened. It definitely happened. It's canon now. Um, but uh, Biscara went through, and I think her selections so far were that she wanted a beer that was like dark as dark to go with her, like matte dark, so they blended in, and to make her feel better soul. about the fact that, that she doesn't have any um, parents or siblings. So something just you know to make her life better. Uh, and then we decided that yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> that we decided that the beer, the best color for the beer was Vanta Black because it is the absolute absence of light. Yeah, I think that was the beer shopping, and then yeah, and Jake, yeah Jake looks looking on, going, "Gosh, that's a bit dark, even for me." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, while while Mascara was, was, oh no, doing... wait, 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 we yep. missed something. Yeah, really important. Yeah, I was going to say because while I was doing that, Jack was hunting, and that was the first. And only roll yeah. of that entire episode. Yeah. And I may as well have botched it. I got a six. <laughs> Excellent. So um, the roll was not great. And um, there was almost like there was this time juddering moment where, where Jack Wick wasn't entirely clear on how much time was passing and picking things, the same beer up and putting it down again. And um, Mascara yes, is kind God. of moving, moving around the room in the background. And um, yeah, Jack Wick very much often his own world and attention being drawn by the great teddy bear outside glimpsed through a window kind of shifting a little bit in the, in the breeze, maybe more than it would normally be moving, uh, looking really strange. And then a loud knocking at the door and the sound of a voice. It's Henry Craddock. It's Henry Craddock. You're not meant to bar the doors. Let me in. 
It's about my dogs. And uh, Jackwick, you reacted very quickly. What did you do? Uh, Jackwick grabbed, grabbed mascara and uh, pulled it to a corner where he cast Minor Illusion to make a gigantic teddy bear around the two of them. And then the door was opened by the assistant, still unnamed, and um, Henry Craddock stalked in, um, looking very dramatic with his, with his big brown coat and his big brown boots and uh, his, his um, very uh, impressive physique. And as he began to berate the assistant, he was followed into the room by a great dog creature whose nose lifted up and started to sniff. And uh, that was, as I recall, my beautiful dad joke, the sniff hanger for the episode. <laughs> um, and uh, th- th- we've caught up. We've caught up. How about that? Yay! Amazing. Hey, did we speed D&D? I feel like we speed d <laughs> I mean, it's right, easy. So now let's go again. Let's do, let's do the whole episode, but this time <laughs> we're going to do it in 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Existential horror teddy bears a deal. <laughs> <laughs> God, you forgot the missing H's. I mean, really, that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's all about the H's. <laughs> the missing H's. More H's. Definitely, definitely important. Um, cool. Well, I feel like we've we've caught all the high points there. So, um, yeah, may, maybe maybe this is what we should do for every episode from now on. Just play it <laughs> what, and play then it just sum it up. Previously, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's... As much as I have enjoyed this, because it's almost like, you know, like when you finish playing a session and then you stick around with your friends because you want to talk about the session that you've just played, even though you all played the session. So you all know what happened, but you're like still talking about the moments. Yeah. In yeah. It. That's what this feels like. It feels really <laughs> cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do the next one in a more traditional style and I'll try and remember to hit the record button properly that time. So... <laughs> Awesome. Um, Great. More uh, beard to the bone to come. And that is for the second time this evening, but the first time that you are witnessing. It's a goodbye from me, Morgan, David, the Dungeon Master, and a thank you to Jules Bergeser. Aroha nui. (laughs) And a thank you to Tom Adams. Kakite anō. All right. Bye. Bye. This has been Diceratops Presents Bed to the Bone Part 4. Back to normal routines next week. The Bed to the Bone Saga is also going up on YouTube. Find us there at DiceratopsNZ, which is also how you find us on Twitter and Facebook and Insta. Sign up for our email newsletter at Diceratops.nz. Did you know that Diceratops is two years old? It's two years since Mascara Stormfire and Jackwick Gambleson made their first appearance on stage at Bats Theatre. I'm Morgan Davey. We are Diceratops. We love games and our shows are for everyone. Happy birthday, Diceratops.